Hey, hit that subscribe button now. You're going to like it. All right, welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. My next guest joined the PRCA, I believe, in 2018, has won two over $2.4 million in career earnings, seven world championships, uh, four in the all-around, two in the bull riding, one in the saddle bronc riding. I'm waiting for that bareback riding experience, I think, as of our, a lot of other fans. Stetson Wright, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Going to bareback riding, I mean, Ty Murray did. Is that something, did you ever ride bareback horses? No, I got on my first bareback horse this year, and the end of Fort Worth, I went to Dale Brisby's house and got on one for fun. <laughs> How did it feel? Uh, horrible. I don't know why anybody wants to do that. <laughs> you get the hell jerked out of you a lot in that event. It's what I've heard. I've never done it. Yeah, that that's all it felt like I was doing. I don't feel like I was doing it right, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, what, what an amazing career, and when we say career, like a really short one so far. I mean... $2.4 million over, you know, with this year's money. And what, coming from a, a family of champions, how does that, that's got to feel awesome just to accomplish that at such a young age. It feels really cool. I mean, I, I'm pretty lucky though when it comes to learning how to win and I guess handling how to lose, and but also handling how to win. And so I, I think that's what benefits me there. Your family, I mean, like you said, you kind of the younger generation, you got to see the ups and downs of rodeo. And I've always said uh, at all the clinics I do, you, you have to learn how to be a good loser to know how to be a great winner. And, and you've got to experience that, not personally also, but with seeing your, your dad and your brothers and, and your uncles. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing is, it's easy to keep winning, but it's, well, now for me, like when I lose, it's, it's something that I try not to think about and I know I can win on the next one. Well, and, and get, you have such an opportunity with uh, one, your ability and um, the support you have back home. <clears throat> and, and again, uh, once again, congratulations. I know we talked about, but for your dad being inducted into the, the PRCA Hall of Fame, and I'm honored to say that I'm in that same class with him, but I mean, that's that's got to be awesome for you to be able to be out there competing and have that happening in your life as well. Yeah, it, it's really sweet. I mean, um, the the day they told him, or the day we all found out, he'd already known for a couple of days, and they told him don't tell anyone. So he literally didn't tell. <laughs> like my mom, not one of us knew. You didn't so. tell your mom either. No, she goes, I wouldn't have said anything. And he's like, Well, they told me not to tell anyone. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. I can remember at the South Point going up to get a go-around buckle. That's if people don't know, that's where all the go-around winners from the national finals go and get their uh, go-around buckles after the performance that night. Your dad had won a go-around. I had won a go-around. And I believe you were still in a – I know you were in a stroller, but you couldn't have been three years old, I don't think. Um, so, I mean, I, for me, seeing you at that young of an age and now how you've – stormed into the rodeo world uh, it really makes me feel old just so you know <laughs> that's what my dad says <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be a great experience cool experience for him to be able to go up on that stage for himself and now you know with with his sons and i mean golly i couldn't even imagine with my kids going up there and getting go around buckles and gold buckles and man he just got to be on cloud nine him and your mom both yeah i mean he always says that when we win like I guess anywhere but more at the NFR it it means more to him than when he was doing it 
Well, for sure. I mean, he's instilled so much into you guys, and uh, he's got to be – obviously, he is proud, um, as can be, of you guys and everything you're doing. What about this year? How's it going? Um, you know, obviously, the last few years have been amazing for you. Uh, what's this year looking like? Uh, this year seems to be going pretty good. I, I've been pretty lucky this year and drawn good, and I've stayed on a few. Well, I stayed on a few, I'd say, but – Going to the American, winning both events, never happened before. But there was, and I don't think the rodeo world seen it and me still being somewhat involved. And I know you'll talk about it because everybody I talked to said, he don't give a shit. He's just riding them, whether they pay him or not. You know, it doesn't matter. But after you rode, and it was a group text, I think one of your brothers responded back to it. And and I love that the family defending you on that. What was going on with that that group text? Um, I'm, I mean, that, that seems to happen after every single rodeo. It doesn't matter. So right. I've become pretty immune to it, but it kind of blew up to where it was, it got pretty personal to everyone. And like, I just go out there just like everybody else. And I got zero control of what somebody scored for me. So for me to see that other competitors were kind of, trying to knock me down really pissed me off to where I did get defensive over a few things just because they know just as well as I do like I, I just did my job and yeah I mean I, I still respect pretty much everyone like I I don't think anything of it but if, if they think I shouldn't have won they can kiss my ass <laughs> that's what I love about you man you, and, and you have to think that way you know you have to think that way you go out and do your job it's a judged event the judge may have seen something, liked something, didn't like something on the other ride. And, you know, and I think we do see that at time to time. We do see guys get maybe loaded and like, oh, I didn't quite see that. But it's not like it's it's just happening every time. You're going out there busting your ass, doing your job. And what a lot of, and I shouldn't say contestants because I don't know anything about rough stock, but a lot of the fans don't understand. And I see it on social media. Oh, blue shirt wins again. Well, that's bullshit because the blue shirt did his job and he and he you or your family or anybody really can make those horses or those bulls that much better by the way you ride them yeah and i mean when there's seven of us making the exact same ride like the the chances of one of us winning are higher than when there's only one guy so it's i mean it that it does look like the rides win everywhere because they it, do let's be honest <laughs> yeah but I mean, I I think it should be that way. <laughs> I, I think right. we should win everywhere. Well, and, and if you go, if you don't go to the rodeo thinking that, you might as well keep your ass at home. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I mean, I know for me watching you guys as a family and and one unit, I think that's freaking awesome that you guys stay that course and you're always there, rooting, pulling for each other, and and that's something that rodeos always had. But to see the and I like to hear them say the blue shirts, I think that's freaking badass yeah so do you have um with with coming up i know your endorsements and stuff i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip ahead to something else actually before we talk about that pbr teams you make a considerable amount of money with your competing and sponsorships is pbr team something you're considering because i know that's been a question for a lot of people um dang for sure not this year i mean for the past two years now i've talk to him about it but growing up playing sports and stuff like when I played sports I I didn't rodeo like 
I, my dad made me stay dedicated to the team and or whatever right. I was doing. So to me, I, I feel like it would be wrong to give myself 50% in the PRCA and give the PBR 50%. And I, I told him that I'm not going to do it unless I feel like I can benef benefit them as long as with me. And so I'm going to sit this year out and just watch. <laughs> well, it last year was pretty, pretty awesome. This year, it sounds like it's going to be even better. And I mean, really, you might be coming in if, if you decide to do it later on at, at the perfect time. And what you're doing in the PRCA, I, I could understand why it doesn't make sense for you to, to go over there. And I think a lot of people can. I mean, what, in five years, you've won almost over, well, you have won over two and a half million dollars, um, which is just hard for me to even imagine because it took me 20 years to win two million. And, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just, it makes sense for you to stay where you're at for right now. Yeah, I mean, shoot, the P, I've always wanted to go to the PBR just because I've always loved bull riding, but I really love riding bucking horses and it's hard for me to slow down on any of them. And, well, and I think if you quit riding bucking horses, you might get uh, kicked out of the right family. I, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can ride bulls without getting on a bucking horse first. <laughs> You got to get that adrenaline going. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh man, that's that's good. What about JB Mooney? I know you spent some time with him this winter. Uh, had you got to be around, hang around JB much? I know it's somebody you looked up to as a kid. Yeah, I've I've always looked up to him. I mean, he keeps bull riding pretty basic, which that's pretty much how my dad taught me how to ride bulls was keeping it basic. And I mean, of course, he was just a bronc rider, so I thought growing up being young that he was just dumb and didn't understand bull riding but it seems like the, the older i get the more i missed out on a lot of good talks my dad gave me and J jb says like the same stuff like he keeps it simple and so getting right hang around him was really cool we bucked a lot of bulls and i mean it, it, it's pretty awesome to be around somebody you looked up to your whole life well jb will tell you how it is if you screw up he's gonna say listen you screwed up here fix it yeah he, he told me that in american in the first round he he told me i let one get away so i tried to come back in the short round hump up and well i guess it worked that little pep talk of jb saying you let one get away what about dale i seen you hit you guys you went on this podcast and dale is somebody that has just been amazing for the sport of rodeo and the western way of life yeah he's been really cool he's, he's been one of our close friends since 2016 so i mean getting to hang around him it's always fun i i mean mostly joking around all the time but it's still fun he talked me into getting on a bareback horse so <laughs> it's has fun. he given has he given you any point because i know he's the greatest bull bull rider ever this year especially uh do you get any pointers from from dale brisby on your bull riding i get a few but usually at the end of the sentence it's always um I'm, I'll always be the second best, so. <laughs> right, right. And then if you guys are friends, you guys are like that, and he's on top, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always on top. Which is weird, but anyway, as long as he's happy with where he's at in the, <laughs> in the situation. What do you got planned coming up? Uh, I know you just got uh, one Clovis, 90 and a half in the bull riding. I, don't, I didn't see your name in the results in the Bronc ride. Must not have had a very good horse, so they didn't give you enough points. Yeah, they, I've, they didn't give me my five points for my dad being Cody and then yeah. my 10 for being the blue shirt. 
I, I didn't earn those this week for some reason. It's kind of weird, but I was one out of the money. I just had a nice little horse. What about the bull ride? Ninety and a half. I don't. That was uh, that's was nine thousand dollar payday there at Clovis. Yeah, there's big payday, so it made up for Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Del Rio. I did see that. You did again. You didn't get those five and a half or five points that you should have. Man, we need to have to talk to with these judges. Maybe I'll get them on the show and I'll try to line them out uh, so they yeah. know how they're supposed to judge. Yeah, I, I forget to tell them everywhere I go that I'm, I'm supposed to get those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't have to tell them anymore, Stetson, for shit sakes. I mean, all they got to do is look in the on the journal or we don't even get journals anymore. I don't know why I said that. That was back <laughs> when I wrote on the website. Uh, you know look on there and see your name and speaking of that i have this i mean you guys oh yeah this is i keep this in my office everywhere i go <laughs> see yeah. they need to realize it's death in the world <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i'm saying in a blue shirt i mean this is these guys they need to they need to get their shit together so uh we have more to talk about that's for dang sure traveling partners who you got with you right now i got kai hamilton with me he's in the back recovering from Clovis. He got a head stomp Clovis? Yeah, the horn hit him coming off and then his back feet clipped his head when he hit the ground. Well, and I know this was discussed, uh, uh, I mean, it was a topic of discussion a few months ago when he started hanging out with JB. JB told him to throw that helmet in the trash and he went, what, eight for eight or 10 for 10. He, any rate, he rode a lot of bulls in a row and everybody's like, yeah, that's great, but you're gonna get your head stepped on eventually in this event. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the first long period of time, I, I didn't, I've had a hard time saying anything to him because he's been clearly kicking my ass. So like, it's hard for me to have any ground to stand on when he's winning everywhere. And, but I wish he'd put a freaking helmet back on. Which is funny because back, what, when did helmets become something that it was, you know, what, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I think so. You know, and they've they've changed so much. Like the helmet you wear, it, it's pretty light, right? I mean, protective but light, and you don't get your head slinging around. Yeah, it, it's really light. I mean, I've tried all the heavy ones, the light ones. So the light ones are good. I mean, if I take a even a small blow to the head, I usually just get a new helmet. What do those helmets retail for? I mean, obviously you get your stuff for free because you're Stetson right, but. Well, my helmet's, um, it's a hockey helmet, so I do pay for that. So I'm in probably each helmet is 500 bucks, which I mean. It's well worth it. Keep your cheapest insurance ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no joke. Yeah. Um, keep your head for 500 bucks or lay in the back of camper like Kai with a, what is probably swelled up a little bit. I'm <laughs> Yeah, he's got a goose egg bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making fun of you, Kai. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we're, making yeah we're making fun of him. <laughs> we're making fun of him for sure. But do you guys make fun of his accent? Because for those of you who don't know, Kai Hamilton, number one in the world, which I'm looking at the standings now, he is kicking your ass. Yeah, he, he is. 107,000. You're what, roughly 20, 23,000 behind him, just in case you're doing the math in your head. But you got 9,000 on him at Clovis. Yeah. Oh, you're catching up, catching up. But anyway, do you make fun of him for being Australian? Does he say some silly ass words? Oh, he says a lot of he's, batteries. He calls them batteries. And I mean, there's just a million different things that he says that's weird. And he always tells me I says it different than you. He says, says it different? Yeah, I says it different. <laughs> what about aluminum? 
Does he ever say aluminum? Ah, I'd have to get him to say that. I haven't heard him say that before. So when you ask him, I bet he says aluminium. Yeah, huh. I traveled with a couple different Australians and they'd be talking and like, hey, we need to uh, we need to wa uh, wash the windscreen. I'm like, a windscreen? What the hell is a windscreen? He's like, the windscreen in front of that we look through. I'm like, that's a windshield. If it was a screen, wind would be hitting us in the face. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. they got some silly stuff that they that they say. Um, what's next on the schedule? Where are you headed? Where are you going? What are you? Uh, where are you going to win next? I guess. Uh, Uvalde, Texas, and then for the Extreme Bulls, and then go to Guyman. I I got drawn out of Guyman in the bull riding. You got wait then, a second. What you got drawn out of Guyman? Oh, did you enter for a fur for out or something? Yeah, Sunday or out. But then they called me back the other day, and I got back in. So, so with that happen, I guess somebody got up Sunday and they doctors released or drew out. Is that correct? Yep. And then yep. do you do you get that bull that they had drawn or I guess they haven't even drawn him yet, have they? Yeah, they hadn't drawn him, which was good because usually when you get called back for well, after they do the stock, it's usually because the stock wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But more, I mean, I guess in the bull riding, does that have an effect in the bull riding? I think it would play more of an effect in the, in the bronc riding. Yeah, bull riding, it's usually, it's hard not to draw a good one. They're all pretty good. It's easy to find bulls. Bucking horses, when somebody turns out, you almost want to decline the call and be like, nah, no thanks. But I mean, I've won more on horses that I wasn't supposed to than I was on the ones that I am supposed to win on. Well, and we talked about that earlier. When you do your job, it helps the horse. And, and so a lot of people don't know this, but I judged um, some rodeos back in 05. How old were you in 05? Five. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, back in 05, I got hurt, judged some rodeos. And I didn't really know crap about it. I got to judge with a, a couple good judges and learn a lot. But watching a guy that, in, I'm talking about the bareback, right? I mean, he's was most obvious for me, that would sit up there, lift on his rig, and, and get a hold with his feet and help that horse pick him up. And it really helped show that horse off. And then that horse came back and the, I seen that horse again, and somebody just flopped around like a dead fish on his back. And that horse just ran off across the pin. I think I marked the horse at 21 the first time I marked him and the next time, seriously at an 11 and uh, that guy goes why'd you mark him that much that time and this much this time I said well because that guy helped him and got him to buck going back to your point of you riding you winning on horses that you're not supposed to because you're lifting on your rein you're getting a hole with your feet you're picking their front end up and this is all technical stuff for bronc riding that you do perfectly yeah I mean that's that's something we all learned from my dad because he, he's I mean in my opinion the greatest bronc rider that there's ever been and he's one on any kind of horse there is even if it was supposed to suck like he always found a way to make something buck better i mean i don't know how he did it exactly because he didn't have blue shirts and stuff but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's if he'd have had a blue shirt he would probably still be riding and you guys would have a lot less gold buckles i mean really that's a good point and he always threatens that he's going to come back and show us how it's done <laughs> Well, he damn near did at the American, what was that, three years ago? In 2019, yeah. 19. And if I'm remembering the ride right, he just got, did he get loosened up right at the end and, and like through the flag because we thought he covered him and they end up saying he bucked off. Is that right? Yep, 7.98 when they reviewed it. 
And had it have been eight seconds, I think he would have. I mean, honestly, the ride he started and about finished right there was was probably going to win first. Yeah, he would have won a million. Uh, that would have been nice. Win a million dollars. <laughs> but not only that, that I think that money counted to the PRCA that year. It would probably allowed him to make the national finals again. Yeah, but I wish I wish we would have. Ifs and buts, you know, ifs and buts. Well, they say if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like candies or nuts that or nuts that much. Anyway, Statler, younger brother, man, I just I keep looking through the the results. Kid's impressive. I mean, obviously he better be if he's coming from your family, but he's not far out from his first national finals, if if not this year. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping this year. I mean, I, the biggest thing for him, I guess, is believing. I guess that's what it comes down to to everyone is believing how good you are and and just trusting that everything's going to be good because I mean he's a big kid that can really spur something if once he realizes how good he is I think we'll all be in trouble. <laughs> well, confidence, you know, is something you can't teach. It's something you you just have to have. I mean, you you either do or you don't, and then you know sometimes you could you could learn it, but. Is is that is he lacking confidence or, or what is it he's he's got? I would say it is lacking confidence. I mean that's because he's more than capable of it. Like it's just like when he when he goes home to amateur rodeos, like he win he wins them all. Same kind of horses that like we we grew up getting on some of the best horses, and it it all comes down to the confidence and. That was one thing I struggled with when I first came around. Like I didn't make the NFR the same year. I guess my rookie year I made it in the bull ride, but not the bronc ride, and I was lacking confidence bad. But then, I mean, I just started brainwashing myself. I was telling myself that I was the greatest, even when it was so far from being true. And then I started riding better because of it. I I was lying to myself, but in a good way. Well, you're exact. I used to tell myself the same thing. I and I would mutter it under my breath. I'm a winner. I'm the best, and that's I would tell myself. But that riding into the box, as at the national, it, it didn't matter if it was my first national finals or my last one. I would, in under my breath, I'd tell myself, "I'm a winner. I'm the best. I'm a winner. I'm the best." And I would just keep repeating that. And you have to you, and it's not lying to yourself, but you have to convince yourself that you, that is what you are if you want to succeed, especially in this business. Yeah, and I mean, my dad's always said like, your mind can only focus on one thing. So anytime a bad thought comes into your head. And that happens a lot to me still like i'll be crawling in the chute like like thinking like i'm not ready and then i'm like no you're like you said you're the best <laughs> and like I'll, I'll just keep letting those thoughts run through my head and then the other ones are gone and nine times out of ten it goes pretty dang good yeah when the winners the the people that are truly truly successful they don't have to say those things out loud they have yeah. to say it to themselves and then prove it out there. And, and I think that's what I, I admire about you so much is you don't you don't ever say, you don't talk about how good you are, or how great, you know, things are going. You just you just go and show it and you're, you're your same level-headed self outside the arena. And, and I think that's something a lot of these kids can look up to and learn from. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned that from my dad. I, and you'd know better than anyone, like he was man of few, few words and like he did he didn't talk he just went out there every single time and i mean i'm i'm dang for sure a way more energetic person when i get off than my dad like i never seen him get excited one time he 
got off, went right to the side of the arena, walked back to the chutes, and you'd never see him get excited or. And it was the same whether he got bucked off or whether it was 94. I mean, it didn't matter. Yeah, literally, and I, that's still him. That that's dang for sure not me. I I really love getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it was funny. You said he's a man of few words, and and I was thinking about the Hall of Fame, you know, and the speeches we got to give. I, I'm curious to see how much Cody can get out. I know for me, I started writing a list. I go to the gym every morning. And I know you're not going to believe this, but I'm in almost bronc riding shape. I'm down to about 230 pounds, maybe a little too big. But anyway, I'd sit on the elliptical bike and I'd go through my phone and write a speech. And they said, well, you want to try to keep it under five minutes. And uh, I started reading it. I wasn't even anywhere, anywhere close. I was way further. But maybe Cody will be a few words and I'll get to take up some of his, up some of his minutes. When he was getting inducted in Utah Hall of Fame, everybody that was before him and he was last, they um, they all kind of had long speeches. So he says, since you guys all went over your time, that means I can cut mine short. <laughs> and, and his was pretty short, but it, it was pretty funny to listen to. Oh man, I could I could imagine. I, and again, looking forward to that. I, I'm, I'm assuming or imagining you guys are gonna try to make it to be there, but I know there's a pretty hectic schedule. I'm I'm supposed to be at Calgary commentating the rodeo, and they're going to let me off for a couple days. And you guys don't go up to Calgary, though, do you? Um, we will this year. I guess we don't have to have all that stuff. Oh, the COVID uh, passports and shots and records and yeah, all that stuff. I got. Yeah, that's right. So you're going to head up there this year, then? Yep. I I finally get a ride there. Is this your first time? Well, I won the steer riding back in 13. <laughs> so I've rode there, but not not where I wanted. Okay, did you have a blue shirt on when you won the steer riding? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Wow. What? Is, so this is a question that gets asked, and, and I think I knew the answer, so I said it. But the blue shirts, that was just a Wrangler sponsorship where you guys, that was just kind of the color you guys picked out and, and just rolled with it? Actually, um. Billy Etbauer was sponsored by Express, and he always wore blue. So it's it comes from Express, and they like blue, which that's fine because we all that's I think that's every one of our favorite colors. <laughs> well, and it shows well when the judges score you too. I mean, golly, that it just works. And Billy Etbauer, I guess you know he wore a blue shirt, so we can all go all the way back to blaming on him is why blue shirts get marked higher yeah we we should blame him it, it's billy's fault <laughs> yeah for sure but here's here's the deal if those cow other cowboys are so worried about it what's holding them back go get in a blue shirt well that's what i told i was joking around my dad i said i should just put on black shirt one time ride with it he said <laughs> or he said if them other guys were smart enough they'd put on a blue shirt exactly exactly oh man so first time at calgary riding this money counts, or half of it counts, to the world standings. The year you're having is, you know, obviously in, in both events and in the all-around is, is going to be amazing. But I want to go back. You guys are going to have a busy schedule. You're going to try to be there for your dad's Hall of Fame induction, I'd imagine. But at the same time, he's rodeoed. He knows you may or may not be able to be there. Yeah, well, he, he's got full control whether we're going to be there because he actually enters all of us. So. Oh. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how bad he wants us to be there. So not only has he done riding Bronx, but he's still entering you guys. He's always entered us. I mean, it. He makes our life easy. I mean, from oh, yeah. giving us the bonuses in the arena to 
to entering us, letting us sleep longer in the day. Oh man, that's pretty sweet. It's like he, he's your, it's like I'm not gonna call him this to his face, but he's your secretary. Literally. He he takes care of all the entering. My mom takes care of making sure we get up on time to go to fly, get to flights and I mean we we have it pretty easy. Uh, so how does it work? You're you're in in the truck with Kai, but in the Bronc ride, you can't cross event buddy, or can you cross event buddy, or how's that work? Because time events are way different. Well, in 19 and 20, when I was rodeo with Ryder, I always cross event. Like we always, they never split me up. Like it was seemed like it, everything was going good, and then ever since I've got in the truck with Kai, like I. I don't get into as many rodeos and they split me up all the time. Like last year I went to 60 or 65 rodeos and normally I try to get to 90 to 100, but they, I cannot get into anything or they split me up and I have to draw out and it's just, it's just a mess. So you went, you went to damn near 30 less rodeos last year? Yep. What did that look like for your winning percentage? I mean, I, I guess it made, made it look like I won. <laughs> everywhere I went but well you did but and, and I was telling my dad I'm like if I would have got into more rodeos I think I could have actually broke the million dollar mark in one year and he was like oh, don't worry about it I'm like okay I'm <laughs> I can see Kodiak you know don't worry about it so you and okay still so going to the million dollar mark it wasn't very many dollars that you missed it by yeah I mean I think the worst thing they can do at the NFR is walk up to you and tell you that you've clinched a world title before it's over because you're like the the high drops and I was getting on my 10th round bull and they'd already been like yeah he won it which I kind of knew but right. I like I like the fact that I didn't know for sure right and they told me and I it's like I had zero left in the tank and I let a bull buck me off that shouldn't have I, right. I could have rode with the opposite hand right and that would have that would have clinched you over a million dollars for one year yeah well that's <clears throat> poor you you didn't quite get <laughs> a million well i mean there's no doubt um you're gonna be right there in the hall of fame with your dad because of what you've done at such a young age and what you're going to continue to do uh wouldn't be surprised if you didn't go and win you know pbr world championship and win another million dollars Stetson, it's been it has been a true honor to have you on the show. It's been an honor to watch your career. It's an honor to rodeo with your dad and and just to get to see all that, man. Uh, we're gonna have to do this again because there's so many more things I want to talk to you about. But uh, good luck for the rest of the year and and looking forward to watching. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate it. Congrat congratulations to you too. I appreciate it. Make sure you ask Kai about aluminium windscreen bonnet ask him what a bonnet is i mean there's so many of these crazy words that don't even make sense you know and the worst part is they speak english too it's not the right english yeah that's it's foreign for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right man be careful and good luck to you all right thanks luke you bet have a good guy's in the camper sleep and he he got his head stepped on yesterday so he doesn't feel that good <laughs> oh he should eliminate that does he well he took his helmet off right yeah he's gone Ha, ha, ha.